This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Reb David of Lelov, a chassid, of Reb Elimelech of the Jenks, couldn't afford the wagon fare to visit his Rebbe. And so he took his shoes, put them over his shoulder, and started walking. He walked for many hours until a grand carriage came by. It was a well-known Jew from Warsaw, a very wealthy Jew. And he sees Reb David in kind of torn, dirty clothes, with the shoes over his shoulder, barefoot. And the wealthy Jew tells the driver to slow down. And he says to Reb David, where are you going? And the chassid answers, he's going to Reb Elimelech of Lezhenks. The wealthy Jew from Warsaw says, well, I'm going there as well. If you want, you can climb up here on the carriage and ride with me. Now the rich man looked at Reb David, and all he saw was a poor pauper who had nothing. And as they traveled, he made fun of him the whole time. But no matter what the wealthy Jew from Warsaw said, Reb David stayed silent and held his peace. As soon as they arrived in Lezhenks, the rich man went straight to speak with the Rebbe, Rebbe Elimelech. But Reb David preferred to spend some time meditating and preparing himself spiritually for the meeting with his Rebbe. And when he finally entered, Rebbe Elimelech spent around two hours talking with Reb David. And when Reb David came out of the Rebbe's study, he went over to the wealthy Jew from Warsaw, who had given him a ride in his carriage. And he said, you might as well go back home now, because I'm going to stay here for some time. But before you go, I have a little advice for you. When you're riding back home, and you're deep in the forest, and you hear a voice screaming, follow that voice, because it's a voice for you. And when you get there, I promise you, you'll know what to do. Now, the wealthy Jew from Warsaw didn't think much of Reb David before, but after seeing how much time Reb Elimelech had spent with Reb David, he realized that this chassid, with no shoes and dirty clothes, was no ordinary person. And now that he got advice from clearly a hidden tzaddik, he was going to pay attention to those words. And true to what Reb David told him, as the wealthy Jew from Warsaw was almost halfway home, he suddenly heard somebody screaming out in Polish, Sparche! Sparche! O salmie! O salmie! Immediately, the wealthy Jew remembered the words of Reb David, and so he went off the highway and deep, deep into the forest, until he saw a nobleman in a carriage, which was sinking in quicksand, together with the horses that were still harnessed to it. And so the wealthy Jew and his driver, they tied a thick rope from his own carriage, which he had left standing safely in a dry spot, and the other end to the carriage that was sinking in the quicksand. And he told the stranger to jump on the driver's seat and hit the horses. And within a few minutes, the carriage was out of the quicksand, along with the horses, and taken to safety. Now the nobleman had spent quite a bit of time in the quicksand, and not only was he covered in mud, but he was freezing from the cold. And so the Jewish merchant took a warm coat and gave it to him. He gave him some food and drink until he felt a little better. And hearing that the nobleman was also from Warsaw, the wealthy Jew offered to take him home in his own carriage. 
And when they got to Warsaw, he invited him to rest in his home, warm up and put on new clothes, and wait until he was completely recovered. In the morning, the nobleman was like a new man, and he thanked the Jew, and he left happily. A few days later, he sent a messenger to the Jewish merchant's home, and he asked, how can I compensate you for all you've done for me? If you hadn't come along and saved me, I would have either drowned or died. And the Jew told the messenger, I don't need anything. It's my pleasure to help, and I'm happy to have been able to be the one that was helping rather than the one that needed help. And that alone is my reward. I don't need anything else. So the nobleman sent another message asking again for the Jew's name and address. And he said, I will always be in your debt for what you did for me. And the nobleman made a note of his name and his address. And the years went by. And as anybody who's been listening to these stories knows, there's the Wheel of Fortune. And sometimes you're on the top, and sometimes you're on the bottom. And this wealthy merchant one day lost all of his money. Of course, it took time, one business deal after another, but eventually he had to sell everything. His mansion, his furniture, his fancy clothes, anything and everything he had, just to be able to feed himself and his family. And when he had nothing left to sell, he had no choice but to go around begging for money, knocking on doors begging in the street, and he went from town to town and village to village, living a homeless life of a beggar for ten whole years. And over that time, he forgot what it was to be wealthy, because his whole identity had become just being a poor beggar. And he felt no shame at all, asking for money, even in his hometown, to the wealthy people who used to be his friends, whether it was begging from door to door, or stopping people on the street. And one day he sees some dignitary riding by in a magnificent carriage. And he approaches it with no shame whatsoever. He removes his dirty hat, bows his dirty head, and puts out his hand expecting some money. And the dignitary, who was nothing less than the governor of Warsaw, looked at him steadily and he said, Jew, come here, please. And the beggar, who used to be the wealthy merchant. He got scared. He thought maybe he was going to get arrested. So he ran as fast as he could. And the governor told his driver to go run after him and bring him back by force. And when the beggar was caught and finally brought back in front of the governor, he said to him, don't worry, my friend. You have nothing to fear. I'm not going to harm you. All I want you to do, please, is tell me your name. So the beggar, he had no shame. He said his name. And the governor's eyes lit up. And he said, do you recognize me? The beggar said, no. And the governor said, well, let me remind you. Do you remember many years ago, you saved the life of a certain nobleman in the forest outside of Warsaw? The beggar said, yeah, of course I remember. He said, well, I am that nobleman. I am the man you saved. But tell me, what brought you to be a beggar like this? You were wealthy like me. And the beggar told him everything he'd gone through. And right on the spot... The governor wrote a check for 2,000 rubles, which was an absolute fortune at the time. And immediately, the former merchant, he opened up a trading business, and Hashem smiled upon his business, so that in a short amount of time, he was wealthy all over again, even more so than he had been before. Now, over these 10 years, Rebbe Elimelech had passed away, and he was succeeded by the great, great tzaddik and Rebbe, the seer of Lublin. And Reb David of Lelov, he also became a Rebbe and was a well-known tzaddik. So one day, the merchant decides to go visit Reb David 
not knowing that this was the same poor Hasid who had traveled with him so many years ago to visit Rebbe Elimelech. But the second that the wealthy merchant stepped over the threshold of the room of Reb David, he recognized him and said to him, Please tell me what happened to you over the last ten years. And so the wealthy merchant, who was a beggar for ten years, he told Reb David of all the ups and downs of his life and how he came to this point where he's wealthy again. And Reb David said to him, You should know that on the day you insulted me in your carriage on the ride to the Rebbe, Reb Elimelech, ten years ago, it was decided in heaven that you would die for offending a tzaddik like that. But seeing the verdict in heaven, I went to go to see Rebbe Elimelech, and we spent two hours trying to figure out how we could annul the verdict against you. And after two hours of davening and begging Hashem, we managed to arrange a compromise that you become a beggar because somebody who's so poor and has nothing like you had is considered as if they're dead. And so for 10 years, it was decreed that you would be a beggar in order to atone for what you had done on the ride to the Rebbe. Now you could have remained impoverished for the rest of your life, but because you did do a favor to me by bringing me to Lejanks, I made every effort to do a favor for you in return, so that after ten years had passed, your difficult years would be over and your fortune would be restored to you. So now that you understand what happened, I hope this time you will be a wealthy Jew who understands what it is to be humble and understands that everything you have doesn't come from you, but only comes from a Kadosh Baruch Hu, God Himself. Yeah.